realized we were alone and we didn't have any dates. And I'm thinking the tights and tutus might have had something to do with it, Terry. There's there's a good chance because I had just started dating this girl. I'd only had a few dates. Her name was Karen. And so we were so busy that week getting ready for this thing. I didn't think about trying to get a date. And, you know, for me, as you know, I had to plan three to four months ahead to get someone to go out with me. Exactly. And a lot of payments involved. A lot of payments. I lost a lot of money in that. Probably. You had to have a lot of cash. <laughs> I, I can remember you stood you stood in front of the mirror and rehearsed a lot too. Yeah. Oh yeah, remember that? <laughs> so this really happens. I go up to her. I go up to Karen after it's over. I'm leaving you in the dust, Dan, if I can. And I ask her if she's tied up and wants to do something. She's got a date already. <laughs> <laughs> Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Now here's Dan, so let's get started. I read an article the other day that said more than three in five Americans are lonely and more and more are feeling left out, poorly understood, and lacking companionship. That same survey was conducted back in 2018, and since then there's been even a 13% rise in loneliness, and not just loneliness, people are describing it as pervasive loneliness, which is leading to anxiety and depression. But there's hope, and we're here to talk to you about that in this edition of Finish Strong, because sometimes you, you just say, God, are you there? I'm lonely. And he's always there. I'm Dan Wheeler, and I'm joined by Brian Rowland and Terry Steen to discuss this topic. And guys, you know, I think that the feeling of loneliness has gotten even worse since the pandemic because people just aren't having that contact with other people. Yeah, Dan, I agree. And it's it's almost crazy. I was hearing either some additional statistics to that and the loneliness is even higher under younger people. And what we're finding is it's gotten to the extent of suicide. Suicide has increased over 30% since Mm. the pandemic began. And last year was up to like, I don't know the exact number, but like 93,000 people in our country committed suicide. So loneliness is real. That is true. Uh, We've had uh, quite a few incidences of suicide in our local high schools here where I live. And a friend of my son-in-law's two weeks ago, 35 years old, people thought he was a happy, jovial guy, but he had mentioned to a friend of his that he just was feeling off and was feeling kind of lonely and depressed. And then Hmm. two weeks ago, his father found him. So it's really a problem, Brian. And not just like we think of young people just doing it because it's a thing or it's cool to go down in you know people's memories but even people that are you know early to midlife uh having problems with life they they definitely are and it's happening i like you said with the pandemic people have locked themselves in and they've gotten in this cocoon and then they start getting paranoid they don't want to go out and now that they were able to get out suddenly you have another variant and they're all locking down again. And I I have a friend that doesn't want to leave. I mean, we're 
try to get him to come down and he doesn't want to leave. It's scary. It's scary when you think of that, that you, you, cause we are built to be around people. We're made to, to interact and be with people. And when you can't do that, and especially if you're by yourself, um, boy, more than ever, you need, you need something in your life that's going to get you through it. And we, of course we have the answer, but, uh, it's, it's a lot of people don't. Brian, let's discuss some of the causes for loneliness. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think they are? Well, one definitely is we live in a mobile society, and we're always on the move, so it's hard to make new friends in that right now, too. And when you do, it's pretty quick because a lot of people are moving. I just, just a little bit ago, I thought, I'm going to go through and see how many places I lived since I got out of school, 48 years ago out of college. I've lived in 14 different states or different times in states. I've lived in wow. four different countries, and I've actually made... 30 moves through that time. And that's just me. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you get mobile like that and people do uh, do that because they're moving for jobs. And, and now people, it's nice that they can work from home because it used to be that you're going to pick up and go wherever the best job was at. And especially in the broadcasting business, as you know, Dan, we had to just go where the bigger market was every time we wanted to keep moving up. Right. And uh, so that, right. that's one of the ways. And then of course you got family members that move out. Um, again, when I was a kid, we, Thanksgiving was at my Aunt Lena's, Christmas Eve was at our house. We had tons of cousins over there. The house was packed. And as the years yeah. went by, yeah. everybody started leaving and not coming back. <laughs> and so it got to the point where it was just me and my cousin Marlene. Terry and I are going through that. You know, Terry, I know your kids, mm-hmm. uh, your daughter and her family's out on the West Coast. You're on the East Coast. And my daughter and her family with my grandkids just moved to South Dakota and man, it's it's hard. I mean, I, I I look out back at the swimming pool, and I it just feels lonely. But they were here <laughs> this past week, so it was it was great again. But uh, I don't know. That's another thing we deal with, right, Terry? Is you know those we missing our family for sure. And I think that's part of why God made the family structure the way He did, because like Brian said earlier, we're supposed to be among other people and there's there's nobody that we should be closer to than our family so you know at least karen and i still um we're married and together so there's there's times of loneliness by not having our daughter and her family around but deaf dan you you know better than anybody how that can impact loneliness yeah i've you know losing beth was a very lonely time and i'll talk a little bit about that later but Mm -hmm. uh, since she's been gone it's been i can't believe it'll be six years this coming october amazing uh isn't that brian six years ago and uh i mean you know miss her so much and it's just such a chunk taken out of your life so there's so many reasons and brian Mm -hmm. you know terry mentioned that he has, Karen, but divorce is another big problem. Divorce is very big, and that's I think that'll affect somebody faster than than anything, even a death in the family. I know that that, that what happens when everybody leaves, but when divorce happens and all of a sudden you, you're sitting here, you're going, wait a minute, what happened? You're trying to figure all this out because it's, it's, sometimes it happens fast, sometimes it's slow. But I, I know that I, I, am, I, am, had, I was divorced. I was married once before. But I know that I'm going to be be um, a little open here for you guys. But I um, I remember after we split up and, and I got I got in the shower and I turned it on and I just started crying and I ended up on the floor just crying in the shower. Sure, there was just an emptiness. Yeah, what do you do? And right. so I could feel where right. people are at in, in that instance because you just know that you're not supposed to be that way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, how did you get through that? Since we're talking about, that, I cried out. I cried out to God. I need, I need you to direct me, to guide me, to help me through this, to be to be here when I need you. And he was. He never failed me. He never left me. My sister went through a divorce, and she called me one time. And says, "How'd you do it?" <laughs> and I had to look at. I mean, I had to look at myself and then get on the phone with her and say, "I don't know." <laughs> but then I did realize that it was only it was only God, and I told her that that was the only thing. And that is the neat thing. And that's where we're heading with this podcast, because without God, how could we get through some of those times? And I'm reminded of that saying that says, uh, one trouble with being an atheist is that you have nobody to talk to when you're all alone. (laughs) And that's kind of funny, but that's reality. If you did not believe in God, and you hit an earthly loneliness, it can't get any worse than that, can it? No, you know, and it's funny, the people that are lonely, sometimes very powerful people, people at the top, you think have it all, right, Terry? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was reading somewhere, I can't remember exactly where I found it, but back in 1913, when Wilson was turning over the presidency to Taft, this is... Yeah. By the, the way, I just want to point out, Brian, that wasn't Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. <laughs> oh, man, it I was, was thinking, when was he Wilson. president? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't Dennis Wilson. No, no. no. <laughs> Dennis <laughs> or Carl. Can you, can you name the first name of Wilson? Taft. I think, uh, yes. <laughs> Woodrow. Woodrow. Right? Woodrow. Yeah. Yes. I, w- yes. I was wanting my parents to name me that, but they wouldn't do it. <laughs> So, <laughs> they named you Wooden Row because he couldn't <laughs> row. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Bad humor. You can hey, only find here. In the here. process of turning over the presidency, it was a great quote that Wilson told Taft that the presidency is the loneliest place in the world. And obviously it was tongue in cheek, but I think all of us can find times where we might be at a party, we might be somewhere surrounded by people. But it doesn't matter. We feel so lonely. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with the proximity of the people around us, does it? Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. Sometimes you can be in the middle of, the, of a room full of crowded people yeah. and feel all alone. I, I mean, I'm sure we've all felt that before. Yeah. yeah, I think back, it's probably more prevalent back in high school or if you went to a party or something and you, you didn't really go with somebody, you didn't go with a friend, so you kind of walk in the room and you kind of know people, but you don't know people. And if you don't have a specific person to gravitate to, then you just sit there and go, why am I here? You know, that's when the loneliness tends to set in, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it happened in Scripture many times. Yes. The Bible talks about different characters in Scripture, right? Yeah, uh, Paul, you know, the guy that was so prolific and we look at as a pillar of the faith and just wrote so many great epistles he wrote a lot of them from prison where he was alone. And in 2 Timothy 4, uh, verse 16, he said, At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. And, and you think about that, and you're like, wow, uh, when the going gets tough, <laughs> your friends leave you. Is that, is that the way it's supposed to be? That's right. <laughs> well, you know, even over in Kings, First uh, Kings 18, 
you think about it, Elijah, and you know there, there was a famine in the land that he he, he told Ahab was going to happen. And but I, I think what what got me was he was the prophet, and they were having all these prophets because of this famine and that just uh, taken out. They were they were, just, they were assassinating them, and killing them, and there were prophets of Baal that they were, they were being protected. And so Elijah comes in finally, and he's 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 uh, telling them that where's your God? You know, I, our God, he's the one that told me that that there's going to be this famine. That's what I'm telling you about. So he he actually gets cocky with them. I mean, he taunts them. He has them set up two cattle there and or two bulls, and they're going to set them up for a sacrifice. But he says, you do not light a fire. Call down your fire from your God. And as they're chanting around and, and doing their dance around, they're even cutting themselves in these rituals, and they're asking for the fire from, from Baal, nothing happens. And, and Elijah's even saying, where's your God? Is he shout louder? He said, uh, perhaps he's in deep thought or busy traveling or maybe he's sleeping and <laughs> must be awakened. I mean, he was actually taunting them. But I say that because when he called down fire from heaven, it happened. But he was by himself. He was the only prophet there and that knew the true God. And he, he was on top. He was on top, but he was at the bottom because he had nobody else around him then. And he had to have God show who he was and, and, uh, and prove to them that he was God and, and that he was right and what, he was, uh, what his, he was preaching to them and telling them. And then to carry that further, uh, Jezebel, who was the queen, was so mad at him that he mm-hmm. one day was at the top, the next thing was totally fear, fearful, ran off and truly was alone, sitting under a bush along a river, afraid of Jezebel. So he went from the top to true loneliness, and it was only God then that was there to take care of him, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was the most loved and then became the most wanted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but not in a good way. Yeah. Not in a good way. Exactly. And then, really... When you when you uh, think about it, let's go to maybe the ultimate example of Jesus. Even Jesus felt times of loneliness. And the night before he was betrayed, if you'll remember, he was talking to his disciples. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but could you imagine going through life knowing what was going to unfold. He's part man, he's part God, but he knows what's going to happen. And he still goes through it. So he's sitting there that night saying, indeed, the hour's coming. Yes, it's now come that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. He knew that that night they were going to scatter, leave him to be all alone. But he broke the code because he knew what his father Mm -hmm. was all about. And he went on to say, and yet I'm not alone because the father is with me. And that is our message for this podcast Mm -hmm. is that you may feel alone. You may not have people around you, but you are not alone because God is with you. I know Brian was very open in sharing 
how lonely he felt after his divorce. And I mentioned going through the cancer battle with Beth. And even though I was with her, I was still the one that had to make all the decisions and talk to all the doctors. And I remember one night I had a hotel downtown Philadelphia and I went back to my hotel alone. It was late and I just felt so alone. I was like, Lord, I mean, Beth's going through this journey and I'm sure she feels lonesome. And I, I feel lonesome because I feel like, you know, I'm I'm going to lose her and, and I'm going through this. And it's just something that, you know, your best friends can't walk with you even on that journey. But but on a lighter note, you know, Terry, you and I had a little taste of of being at the top and of stardom <laughs> in college, going yeah. way back. We you know, hate to bring it up all the time, but on the other I, hand, we don't mind at I, all, do we? I know, and I did hate to bring it up, but we hosted the Harvest Festival, <laughs> and we decided to really just go for it. We opened the show coming out in tights and wearing tutus <laughs> and in juggling. Then it went downhill from there. It did. But afterwards, we're in our dorm, and we can hear people talking through the vents going, were those guys hilarious? They were great. That was the funniest thing in the world. And we realized we were alone, and we didn't have any dates. And I'm thinking the tights and tutus might have had something to do with it, Terry. There's, There's a good chance, because I had just started dating this girl. I'd only had a few dates. Her name was Karen. (laughs) <laughs> and so we were so busy that week getting ready for this thing. I didn't think about trying to get a date. And, you know, for me, as you know, I had to plan three to four months ahead to get someone to go out with me. Exactly. <laughs> and a lot of payments involved. A lot of pay- I lost a lot of money in that project. You had to have a lot of cash. <laughs> I, I can remember you stood, you stood in front of the mirror and rehearsed a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> so this really happens. I go up to her. I go up to Karen after it's over. I'm leaving you in the dust, Dan, if I can. And I ask her if she's tied up and wants to do something. She's got a date already. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure she said, this guy wears regular pants, not tights and a tutu. But it was a lonely night. It's lonely at the top, Terry. (laughs) We had broke, you know. I'm sure that goes down as one of the greatest harvest festivals of all well, time. I don't know. Oh, I, don't, Dan, Brian, I don't know. Brian was in one. Yeah, I was in yeah. one where I was on top. I had the best band there, and we were knocking it out. And next thing I know, I was on the bottom because I was blamed for shutting it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we won't go in no. totally into why. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, we all have those stories. We've all shared a personal story, but... The thing is, no matter how we feel, you know, you can feel lonely and you feel like it's all pervasive. But the fact is, God is always with us. Mm -hmm. It's up to us to reach out to him. And, you know, I look at some of the verses. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I think, guys... Sometimes the problem is we don't reach out to God and say, God, help me in this battle mm-hmm. of loneliness. Please bring a friend or, or please let me know you're here and near. And and he always seems to let you know in one way or another. I saw so many coincidences, as people would call them, during Beth's journey, but we knew they were miracles. 
times when I needed to know God was there, mm-hmm. he was with us, and he showed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, Dan. And I, I kind of follow David Jeremiah. He is a great pastor and a teacher. Yeah. And I ran across a quote that he had, which I think applies here. It says, only God can solve the problem of loneliness. He created us in such a way that we have an emptiness that can only be filled with an intimate relationship with him. And that is so true. There's just something within us that will always be to some degree lonely on this earth unless we can fill that portion with a relationship with God. And that's what he keeps reinforcing in the Old Testament, all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the New Testament. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I'm there. And we just can't get it in our heads sometimes. You know, a lot of things, Terry, a lot of times people will look at that and they'll say, but it's not physical. He's not here. I can't see him. But if you know him, you can feel him. Yeah. And you know he's there. You know he's always with you. And you could see how doors open and how doors close and how things happen around you. And you're going, how did this happen? Or why did it happen this way? But you do have somebody, a companion, there with you at all times. And that's where people get off on it, I think. They, get, they have to see a physical. They don't get it. Right. Well, that's like my mom used to say, can you see the wind? You can feel it. Only thing you can see is the is what it's doing, just like yeah. you see what God is doing in our lives. Yeah. And he he assures us throughout Scripture, as Terry said, Matthew twenty eight twenty. Surely I'm with you, even to the very end of the age. Joshua one five. I'll never leave you or forsake you. And I love this one. It says Psalm thirty four eighteen. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. He's not just a friend but he's the best friend we can possibly have. Which brings us to our final point to wrap this up is how can we reach out to the lonely? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys ever look for those opportunities? You know, we need to be looking at, and, and find someone that needs a friend. And, you know, uh, being a single person again, you know, after losing Beth, it's, there's times I wish people would invite me out to do stuff. Yeah, you know, Dan, it's true. I, I think that um, we don't look to the need enough. We, we're not looking for it. And and it's uh, I know that I, I find that, that something somebody will go by or something will happen. I'm going, boy, I should have said something or I should have been directed in that way. And you don't do it. And it's, it's time that has passed by and you can't go back and redo it. Um, but the Bible instructs us on things we should do, too, to help out and reach out to lonely people. Over in James one twenty seven, I mean, he tells us to look after the orphans and widows in their distress. And he, so he's telling us to draw t- towards them, to help them. Um, we need to be there for these folks because they are, they're alone, an orphan or a widow. They're by themselves. And it just uh, when, when, when you find somebody in that situation... That's when we say, God, what do we need to do here? What do you want us to do? How do you want us to approach this? And he'll let you know. He'll get get you there. Funny you say that one, Brian. I was just going to bring that one up because Karen and I have a number of ladies that are either widowed or single. And as they're getting older, uh, we know that there's some loneliness there. We know that there's some financial need there. And over the years, I'm talking into decades now, We've always done our best to almost adopt them. We always stay in touch. We always try to get out and have a meal. When we see a need, we write them a check. And so they always know, even though we're not specifically a part of their life, they always know we're there. Mm-hmm. And it's and that is so critical, isn't it, for the lonely to know 
that somebody's there. There's someone that I can always go to, you know, beyond God, but always go to from a practical standpoint. So Karen and I have really made an effort to do that. And it, it's based on that because God says it's pure religion when you do that. Yeah, yeah in Isaiah 5, uh, 58, 10, uh, this is the New International Version. It says, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the new day. Mm -hmm. Boy, the fact is, guys, we live in a world filled with lonely, broken people. Yep. And those are the people that Christ came to reach. That's right. And we are God's hands and his mouthpiece. And he said that we are to take the gospel to all people. And we need to be reaching out to these people. And if we don't, shame on us. I mean, it's what we are called to do. And I think that was the cool thing about the early church, how they would come together and help with all those needs. And uh, by the way, Brian, I don't know, did Terry lose his reward because he just told us about all those things he did? <laughs> He's got just a, just a little dent in that crown. That's all. That's <laughs> just, yeah, I think you might have got it. I'm just saying, Terry, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. The crown got twisted. Man, that's not Jughead. I only have three or four, and to lose one. <laughs> I know. That can be a problem. Well, before we get too crazy, I want to just uh, ask my friend John Matarazzo, our producer, John, you're you're a young guy. What you're 35, 36. Uh, but you know that you can 36. Oh, 36. Sorry, uh, you know you can be lonely at any age, and, and you've probably seen it among your peers. Oh yeah, and um, you know actually the scripture that you guys brought up earlier, the First Kings 17 and 18. Um, there's a verse in there that really ha has helped me because when Elijah felt that he was all alone, um, it, there's this guy named Obadiah who was a devout believer in the Lord. And in verse uh, three and four, it actually says that even though while Jezebel was killing off the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had taken a hundred prophets and hidden them in two caves. And so he felt like he was completely alone. There was actually somebody there that was keeping prophets alive. And so he wasn't actually alone, even though he felt like it. Right. So that's for me, that's always a good reminder to know that even though I feel alone, God is always saving people around us so that we're not alone. And we just right. need to let yeah. him be the ones to show us that we're not alone. So the moral of the story is when you're lonely, go cave hunting. See if there's someone exactly. hiding in a cave. No, <laughs> there you go. no it's uh, thank you, John. And we, we so appreciate everything John Matarazzo does. He's our producer and he helps make this podcast happen. Guys, it's been a great time together, great discussion. And um, I hope that a lot of people who are listening, if you are someone who is lonely, Please reach out to God. He's there. He can help you. Ask him to bring a friend into your life. And reach out to us at Fearless Faith. You can reach out to us. We're on Facebook at FFM60. Uh, you can go to our, our YouTube channel. You can go to our website at ffaith.org mm -hmm. and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, guys, I guess that wraps up another episode. A fearless faith. So it's, fun. It's, it's been a joy. It's always a good time. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll hope you'll join us the next time for another edition of Finish Strong. 
Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong. Finish Strong.